Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, Mr. News. Hit it! Next on the Ledger Report, it is time for a little lesson in the Constitution for the mainstream media Democrat Party cabal. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. Sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. The margin we had in Michigan was 14 times the margin President Trump won that state by four years ago. Stop the tape. This is the so-called president-elect speaking, so-called president-elect to the mainstream media Democrat Party cabal, who are lying to the American people. And thank you, Mitch McConnell, turkey neck himself. Bill. We have to acknowledge that uh, now the uh, electors have been certified. It's uh, December 15th, and uh, Joe Biden is the president-elect. He's Look, I've warned you about Mitch McConnell for how many years now? Seems like decades. It's been at least <laughs> seven years. At least seven years warning you about turkey neck. Turkey neck cares about turkey neck. He doesn't care about the Constitution, and he doesn't care about Donald Trump. And all these people who were suckered in by Turkey Neck. Oh, well, look what Mitch McConnell has done. He certified all of these judges. Well, that's his job. And he would have been run out of D.C. even as a rhino if he didn't certify all the judges. It's Donald Trump who nominated constitutional judges, and we'll get into that in a minute. I'm going to get into the Supreme Court decision a little bit. I'm not going to waste a lot of time on that, because the third branch of government in this constitutional fight is irrelevant. I'm going to touch on it for just a minute. It's Mitch McConnell's job to confirm the justices. And thanks to Harry Reid, the bar was lowered. So even a constitutional moron like Mitch McConnell could get the job done. The thank you doesn't go to Mitch McConnell. The thank you goes to Donald Trump for nominating mostly pretty conservative and constitutional justices. I say mostly because of the debacle that transpired in the Texas case. More on that in just a minute. So here's Joe Biden slurring away. And I'm not making fun of his lisp, which clearly he has a speech impediment. But he's got another impediment going on there. And, and, and the media, again, are ignoring this. And 
We're going to continue to call out the media. I know it's a little bit nauseating. It's nauseating to me being a former member of the mainstream media and being attacked, by the way, by my former colleagues. I don't want to get into it. Frankly, it is disgusting and painful at the same time. But some of my former colleagues are attacking me ruthlessly. If you care about Grammy, if you care about the Ledger Report, the best way to neutralize these attacks that you're suffering through too, I know you are, on social media, but I'm taking more arrows, trust me. I take a lot of arrows on behalf of the Constitution and therefore on behalf of you constitutional people in this country. Um, a little bit of a Joan of Arc image in your mind, maybe. I'm not comparing myself to Joan of Arc. I am not. I'm just saying that Grammy takes a lot of arrows. And I don't often confess this to you, but there are times when I say I don't want to take those arrows anymore. So why am I going into this? Because at the beginning of this program, I want to let you know that I'm doing this from my heart. But we need to get a larger audience every time. And we are. We're growing here. Just like we grew the network um, that I helped originate in 2013. We're growing this in podcast form. Podcasts are where it is at. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to end up on another platform somewhere. But for right now, the focus is here in this program. So please share it. Please just take a second, click share, and, and send it to your friends. And I know you're doing that already, but I think it's, oh, I just thought of somebody else. I do that myself. Hey, you know what? This person might be interested in the program, I, and I um, send them a copy of it, and bam, we get more um, subscribers. And the subscribers are growing every day. And the numbers on YouTube are growing every day. And we're, we're simultaneously posting on Rumble. Um, because it's and parlor, of course, and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. But Rumble, in terms of the video podcast, it's YouTube primarily because YouTube is the gorilla, and we're supporting Rumble. And you can watch on either one. YouTube right now is still the preferred platform. I'll be honest with you. Okay, you can watch on Rumble if you want, but YouTube is still the preferred platform until I let you know when that changes and it will be a win i just don't know when but we got to get the numbers up and once we get the numbers up ladies and gentlemen watch out you know watch out what happens it's going to be exciting the numbers are growing i just want them to grow faster i'm sorry i'm like a kid at christmas merry christmas by the way happy hanukkah merry christmas i do not do happy holidays and as you know every year i talk about how the left is trying to whitewash Christmas and taking Christ out of Christmas. We're not going to let that happen. And the best way to not let that happen is when somebody says to you, Happy Holidays, you look them square in the eye and you say, Merry Christmas. And if they happen to be Jewish, you say, Happy Hanukkah. Don't let them do it. Don't fall into the holiday party. I don't even want to say holiday tree that's it. I'm only say it once. It's disgusting. It is a Christmas tree, and it's 12 feet tall, and it is a symbol of Christmas. 
which we've been celebrating for 2,000 years. And we've been calling it a Christmas tree, off and on, I'm sure, for 2,000 years. And I'm not going to rewrite, I'm not going to let them rewrite history, or the Bible, for that matter. Back to Joe Biden. So here he's saying, oh, they won a, a big victory in Michigan. Well, I'm surprised it wasn't bigger. We heard the testimony from that brave poll watcher who said she saw dozens of ballots Run not once, not twice, not five times, not eight times, but ten times or more. The same batch of ballots through the machines. Multiple times, not just one batch, multiple all night long. So sure, big margin of victory in Michigan. Why not? There's your evidence, mainstream media. Oh, but instead of interviewing this brave lady in Michigan. And she's just one of thousands of affidavits, but she's been ridiculed, ridiculed on Saturday Night Live. Good for you. You know, you know you've made I've been ridiculed in the mainstream media on national other platforms on national television. It means they're afraid of you. So good for you. I don't remember your name. It's an Italian last name. Capalone or something like Capaloni. I can't remember. So there's a ton of evidence in Michigan, of election malfeasance. We know that, right? But Joe Biden's not going to mention that. He's just going to look at the results. He doesn't want to look under the hood. Of course. Of course not. He barely even knows who he is right now. Roll tape. Our margin in Pennsylvania was nearly twice the size of the Trump margin four years ago. Stop the tape. We, <laughs> twice the size. and Well... Let's back up a little bit there, uh, Joe. Uh, what did they do in Pennsylvania prior to the election? And yours truly was begging back in October. It may have been September, probably October. I was begging the Pennsylvania legislature to step up right then and there and put an end to this election disaster that was unfolding in Pennsylvania. Some of us saw this coming. You can check back in my archives. There's a podcast where I'm saying I'm begging the state legislatures to step up now and look where we are. Hey, listen, I'm not a genius. It's just this was pretty easy for me to see coming that they were targeting the swing states. And Pennsylvania in particular was ground zero because of these edicts from the governor that was shot down, Governor Wolf. And then the state Supreme Court gave their imprimatur on completely bypassing the legislature, which is a violation of Article 2, Section 1. A clear violation. Whatever happened to Alito saying, hey, listen, you, you got to put aside these ones that are invalid, potentially. Whatever happened to that? It. This is why you can't trust the third branch of government to adjudicate this electoral malfeasance. So Joe... Is, is slurring away here and flemming away in this speech. Uh, it's just a little cold. Don't worry about it. Camel is in the, in the background going, <laughs> I'm next. <laughs> so imagine, imagine the scenario. Joe Biden quits or he's driven out of office. Nancy Pelosi, 25th Amendment, him, you know, whatever. Uh, he dies. You know, I don't want him to die, but whatever scenario, he leaves. Kamala, Kamala, <laughs> Harris, heels, uh, I'm not going to say that one, homewrecker Harris, uh, t- 
takes over and <laughs> who would be appointed vice president? Oh, oh, the imagination runs wild. How about a Cory Booker? Hmm? How about that uh, nutcase down in uh, Stacey Abrams down in uh, Georgia? Hmm? How about Gavin Newsom? Andrew Cuomo? Oh, just think about the possibilities. If Kamala, Kamala, homewrecker Harris, <laughs> becomes the 47th president of the United States, it's obviously something we have to stop. So Joe keeps going on and on and on in his unity speech. This is his unity speech. This is dubbed as, hey, you know, spike the football. It's December 14th. The electors have spoken. Let's all come together. Does this sound like a unity speech to you? Roll tape. And yet, none of this has stopped baseless claims about the legitimacy of the results. Stop tape. Baseless claims about the legitimacy of the results. Um, Let's go to those baseless claims, shall we? Here is the latest forensics report out of Michigan where Joe Biden was just spiking the football, right? You just heard him. Oh, we won a huge victory uh, in Michigan. This is the court-sanctioned forensic audit of voting systems in Michigan, and in particular, Antrim County. It determined that crucial security and ballot adjudication logs were missing from machines by Dominion Voting Systems. Now, adjudication is when they run a ballot or don't run a ballot, but but it's supposed to be when you run a ballot and there's a problem and they have to manually adjust it. That's, quote, adjudication. In the report, it points out very simply that the adjudication process is the simplest way to manually manipulate votes. And the lack of these records prevents an audit from occurring, occurring. Now, we've heard here and there that these Dominion voting systems can wipe their record clean. Now, I, I just don't believe that it can completely do that. You know, you, you wipe your, your hard drive. I've been told that it's really not wiped, that a really, 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 really good forensic computer expert can get in there and still pull out the stuff that's been wiped out. That's why they say when you get rid of a computer, and by the way, you got to think about this with your flat screens before you just give them away. Think about the information now in these smart flat screens that you stick in there. Be very, very careful uh, about that. Um, I would suggest possibly, I, I did this myself, and I hate to admit it, but I had one that was on the blink, it was not working correctly, and I was about to give it to Salvation Army, and I said, wait a minute, this has got my personal information in here, so I destroyed it. Just side note there. But we have been told that Dominion can wipe it, and, and these adjudication records, for example, are not there. Well, maybe it's on a separate drive. I don't know how these things are set up. Maybe it's that little thumb drive they kept sticking in all over the country. Maybe that maybe that's where the adjudication... Ta- Who knows the way these things are set up? I'm not an expert. All I know is these are experts and they can't find the adjudication records. That's kind of like not having your dental records. You go to the dentist and all of a sudden your dental records, your x-rays for over the last five or ten years are not there. Why would they not be there? Same thing... You... 
you have to have proper record keeping in terms of voting. If you want to keep it anonymous, keep it anonymous. And and I'm sure it's set up that way. So it can cheat better. You know, so it's not one vote, one person. But when they audited this system, the one in this certain county in Michigan in particular, they found some peculiarities about it. For example, the Federal Elections Commission allows for an error rate of less, way less than 1% in these voting systems. Well, Antrim County had an error rate of 68.05%. Let's round that to 68%, shall we? An error rate of 68%. Are you listening, mainstream media? An error rate with the Dominion voting system of 68%. Do you think that maybe if you're a, quote, journalist... You may want to investigate that one, possibly a 68% error rate. Now, I know, I know you're Democrats. And a 68% error rate in school is an A. If you have the right skin color, or you happen to have the right gender equipment, or your LGBTQ XYZ upside down sidekick. That's a passing grade. I know that. But for the rest of the world, 68% error rate uh, is an F. Thirty. That's a, in other words, if you look at it, it's a 32% positive score, right? 32% um, is better than Nancy Pelosi's rating. It's better than Chuck Schumer's rating. But 32% is still a failure in in most schools. 68% failure rate uh, in Michigan. And Joe Biden has the nerve to come out and say there's no evidence. I want to read from the report. It's about 23 pages. And it reads, this is page 17, if you'd like to look it up. This is the report, the attempted audit of the Dominion voting system in just one county in one state called Michigan. A high error rate in the election software, in this case 68%, reflects an algorithm used that will weigh one candidate greater than the other. In the logs, we identified the RCV, the Ranked Choice Voting Algorithm, was enabled. In other words, in other words, this is a built-in chunk of the computer where you can weigh a candidate, candidate A, Joe Biden, to get two-thirds of a vote every time, and candidate B, Donald Trump, to get one-third of a vote or votes every time. You can rank it however you want. It goes on. This allows the user to apply a weighted numerical value to candidates and change the overall result. This is a court-mandated examination of the Dominion voting system in just one county in one state. And it had found that the device to 
uh, enable this cheating and enable this RCV, the ranked choice voting system, this algorithm was enabled. It was enabled during the election process on November 3rd in this one county. Now, if that's not enough evidence for Mitt Romney, if that's not enough evidence for Mitch McConnell, if that's not enough evidence for these GOP Senate leaders who are saying now it's time to go on, I don't know what is. I honestly don't know what is. So I'm not here to build the case anymore. I'm tired of this. Joe Biden is building his case. It's pathetic if you think about it. Here he is. Now he's building his case to the American people that he won fairly. Why would you do that? Why does thou protest so much? Why do you think? Caesar, roll tape. Even more stunning, 17 Republican attorneys general and 126 Republican members of the, members of the Congress. Actually, they actually signed on to a lawsuit filed by the state of Texas. Stop tape. Yep, that was the Texas lawsuit. Now, I, wanna, I don't want to go into this for very long. I, I just want to say I'm thoroughly disgusted at the three appointees of President Trump rejecting this. Unbelievable to me. And it's not just because of a payback kind of situation where, hey, he appointed you kind of thing. I mean, it's unbelievable. You can't tell me I have no law degree back here on the wall, but you cannot tell me that Texas does not have standing, doesn't have a dog in this fight. I do not believe that because every lawful vote in Texas, every single one of them has been negated by these unlawful votes potentially in these swing states. So Texas does have standing and it's disgusting. And this is why I have said Don't rely on the third branch of government to adjudicate this constitutional crisis that we're in right now. Do not rely on that. And God bless Sidney Powell and, and, and and Rudy Giuliani and other folks that are trying that route. But it's, it's not even the constitutional route to take. The courts have zero role in all this. And I want to go through what is the constitutional role. And I want to quote a line from a New York Times article that was published before the November election. I believe it was either late October or early November, and it's this. This is from the New York Times. State legislatures have the authority under the Constitution to appoint the state's electors regardless of the status of the popular vote, and particularly when the state hasn't made a decision to safe harbor. A state legislature, this is the salient part, A state legislature could decide that election results still in dispute are unlawful and select their own electors. Now, I'm going to run through this constitutional process, and this is not pie-in-the-sky stuff, okay? This is real, and this is the process that we're going to see unfold here, because what the New York Times is saying is effectively Correct, that the legislatures are in charge, and it's what I've been saying for months now, right? Okay, we know that at least a certain amount of electors in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, and Arizona filed for President Trump. They certified for President Trump. Now, these are sealed, so we don't know exactly what the ratios are or what the numbers are or anything like that, they're going to be unsealed on January 6th 
in the United States House of Representatives. Actually, it's a it's going to happen before a joint session of Congress is the way it is. And Vice President Trump presides over this. This is the constitutional method that we do. But we know these electors have been certified for President Trump in these swing states. We're not sure about Wisconsin. At this moment in time, I don't know what's happening in Wisconsin. I do know in Michigan that two slates of electors, two competing slates of electors have been filed. 16, those are the electoral total electoral votes for Michigan. 16 for Joe Biden and 16 for Donald Trump. So what happens here is that it puts the electors necessarily in dispute. And it allows for what we call alternate electors. And this allows on January 6th and maybe January 7th and maybe January 8th for members of Congress, any member of Congress, can stand up and in in writing submit a challenge to electors that have been, quote, certified by these states. So if these electors are in dispute, two things can happen on January 6th, among others. Two key things. Number one, possibly, possibly, even though the mainstream media is out there reporting, oh, Joe Biden has been certified as the president-elect. He's going to be the 46th president of the United States, and there's nothing that Donald Trump can do to stop him. <laughs> well, that's not quite true. You see, the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about the United States Constitution. So a couple things can happen here on January 6th, uh, among them, uh, among many things. A couple things that I'm focusing on. Number one, that maybe, I don't know, these are sealed. We don't know if possibly there aren't enough electors to certify the 270 for Joe Biden. I don't think that's going to happen, but I do know what's going to happen because we've had certain members of Congress say they're going to do this, and that is challenge these, some of these slates of electors. And so what happens then is the, the bodies of Congress split, and the Senate goes back to the Senate chamber, and then they deliberate this challenge, and the House deliberates the challenge. The hazy part that is hazy in the Constitution, is the deliberations, do they deliberate as delegations or do they deliberate as individual members of Congress? Um, When Vice President Trump is presiding over both bodies of Congress, he's in charge. But when they split, then Nancy Pelosi takes over again. So anything can happen, and we need to keep an eye on this, but anything can happen in the House of Representatives. Um, Turkey Neck, you know, he's in charge of the uh, Senate, and, you know, he's already said, well, welcome, uh, Joe Biden, the the 46th president of the United States. Uh, Next. Uh, Mind-boggling. Imagine these people fighting in World War II, on Iwo Jima or the Battle of the Bulge, we would have lost. We would have lost. All right, so the challenges take place, and so the electors are in dispute. And by the way, 
There are a couple of dates mentioned in the Constitution. Again, this is there's so much mis and disinformation out there. January 20th is mentioned in the Constitution as the day the next president of the United States is supposed to be seated. Uh, this is the 20th Amendment. But under the 12th Amendment, March 4th is also mentioned, and I don't want to confuse things, but March 4th is the day where they're, under the 12th Amendment, uh, there needed to be a president seated. Uh, and remember, the 12th Amendment was passed a long time ago, uh, so they probably were factoring in weather. But uh, And if there wasn't one, they always had a, a safety valve. And if under the 12th Amendment, by March 4th, the vice president would continue on as, as acting president. But the 20th Amendment kind of changed all that. And under the 20th Amendment, uh, that's the date. And if there is no clear winner on by January 20th. So, you know, Congress has between January 6th and January 20th to figure this out. If there's no clear winner, uh, that's when an acting president of the United States is then appointed. Uh, but more on that in just a second. But I want to read the 12th Amendment because much of the 12th Amendment is still in play here. And this is the important part. Okay, so let's go back to when the electors are being challenged. Uh, This is the 12th Amendment. The person having the greatest number of votes for president shall be the president if such number be a majority of a whole number of electors appointed. And if no person have such a majority, then from the persons having the highest numbers not exceeding three on the list of those voted for as president, the House of Representatives shall choose immediately by ballot the president. Now, so what that means is the top three vote getters by electoral votes, the House shall choose among those three for president of the United States. Okay, But in choosing the president, the votes shall be taken by the states, the representation from each state having one vote. This is what a lot of people are talking about right now, and it's accurate. It nullifies Nancy Pelosi. It nullifies Maxine Waters. It nullifies Adam Schiff. It nullifies all of the malcontents in the House of Representatives, and it boils it down to the 50 states, each with one vote during this process. This is the constitutional hope for Donald Trump. Because to adjudicate these challenges, they happen separately in separate bodies. The, the House will adjudicate on their own and, the, and the, the Senate will adjudicate on their own. But the Senate has 100 votes to decide what it's going to do with these disputes. The House has 50 votes. And the two have to marry up. Let's say, for example, which state had the most election malfeasance? It's really kind of hard to say, isn't it? Let's say Pennsylvania had the most election malfeasance. Oh, it could have been Georgia. Or how about the... Let's stick with Georgia, shall we? You know the videotape evidence that the mainstream media is ignoring of the ballots coming out from under the table? How can you certify those? Well, we know that Georgia, at least some Republican Georgia electors, certify for President Trump. You cannot certify that for Joe Biden, in my mind. 
So what does the House of Representatives, what does the United States Senate do? What do you do in a situation like that? If it were me and I was a judge, I would say you need to revote. But if you are given a binary choice and you want to do the constitutional right thing in Georgia, disputed votes in Georgia, disputed electors in Georgia, disputed electors in Michigan, disputed electors in Pennsylvania, disputed electors in Wisconsin, and maybe Arizona, this is where we're going to find out the backbone in the United States Senate and, for that matter, in the House. Because these delegations, these 30 Republican delegations that outnumber the 20 Democrat delegations, they're going to have to answer (laughs) to a blistering mainstream media attack. They're going to have to answer to a relentless assault from the modern Democrat Party and Antifa and Black Lives Matter and the rest of them, all the radicals, is going to be a withering attack. And my suggestion to you at this point is let these delegations know. And you can do so through your local Republican Party. Get the message to these delegates to stand strong. And that this is a constitutional moment in time that they can resolve a constitutional crisis. And if given a binary choice, and and we don't have the option to re-vote, we did, but I think time is expired. Now, under the Constitution, it could happen, I suppose, that the Congress could mandate to the delegations a re-vote in these states, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. So, given a binary choice... Certified for Donald Trump. That's all you can do, guys. That's all you can do under the Constitution. This is the courts have not allowed for relief. If the courts have taken up the, the, the Texas case and then looked at the evidence and said, hey, whoa, we can't allow these people to certify this stuff, they're gonna have to revote. That could have happened, but it's not happening. Christmas is coming, but Santa Claus is not. And so Given the binary choice of certifying for Joe Biden or certifying for Donald Trump, if you are wanting to adhere to the United States Constitution and the rule of law, and frankly, God, you cannot certify for Joe Biden. That gives you one other option. Well, I guess you have two technically. Uh, whoever the third party candidate would be. But morally, you would have to certify for Donald Trump. And that leads me to the ledger register. And that is simply, if you go to GrahamLedger.com, who will be sworn in as president on January 20th? Now, I mentioned the 20th Amendment. 20th Amendment says the president of the United States, the next president, shall be elected and sworn in on, on January 20th. Now, there's a chance that this is not resolved, that this keeps getting kicked up. I mean, think about it, because it could, the Senate could decide one way and the House another. The House could decide one way and the Senate another. I mean, who knows? It's going to be a fascinating process. When I say fasten your seatbelts, come January 6th, fasten your seatbelts, because the media is going to go on full attack 
You know, just like Joe Biden trying to convince America that he won a fair election there. Why is he protesting so loudly? Why is he protesting so much? Why is he making the case that he, quote, won a fair election? Have you ever seen this before? I haven't. George W. Bush didn't come out and do this in 2000. He's doing it because he didn't win fair and square. And we all know it. And the mainstream media knows it. And the modern Democrat Party knows it. They're just covering for him. So GrahamLedger.com, who will be sworn in on January 20th? Donald Trump, Joe Biden, or Nancy Pelosi? Now, don't go into panic about the Nancy Pelosi choice. If Nancy Pelosi is sworn in on January 20th as acting president, that's all she is. She's acting president until this issue is resolved. Now, if it took four years to resolve, I suppose then we'd be in big trouble. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think the outcome is going to be known well before January 20th. And by January 20th, we could have rioting in the streets. Because we're living in two Americas, ladies and gentlemen. We're living in two separate Americas. And before I forget, this will be maybe your last chance before Christmas. Yeah, definitely your last chance if you want these beautiful sunglasses. Ledger brand sunglasses in your stocking. We're trying to get them out as quickly as possible. And so if you'd like a pair of these, Ledger brand up here, uh, for Christmas, uh, get the orders in right away. Um, and you can go to my website to do this. Just click on the uh, beautiful lady who's uh, modeling them. We're living in two Americas. Um, no matter what the outcome on January 20th or by January 20th, all hell is going to break loose. And maybe it's time for a new declaration of independence. I don't know. Because if, if the election malfeasance is allowed to stand... We don't have a republic anymore. And so states and cities and people and Americans who adhere to the Constitution are pitted up against those who don't care about the Constitution and only care about winning and only care about advancing their radical ideology. And so maybe, maybe we need a second declaration of independence. I don't know what that looks like. Do we need another party, a a third party? The Republican Party is a joke. It's a shell of itself. It's certainly not the party of Reagan. It's the party of Mitch McConnell. Um, Donald Trump gave it a healthy dose of revival. But clearly, the signs are there that if Donald Trump, when Donald Trump exits the landscape, the Republican Party, like a giant rubber band, is going to snap back uh, to the way it was, the the party of Mitch McConnell, the party of Paul Ryan. But just remember, do not believe the mainstream media when they tell you that Joe Biden is now certified and is going to be the president of the United States and is the president-elect and there's nothing we can do about it. There's a ton we can do about it. And we need to lobby the delegations, the state delegations in the 30 states that are Republican majorities and Republican control need to lobby them and need to lobby the senators as well, the Republic, all the Republican senators, including Ding Dong um, Mitt Romney 
and Mitch McConnell and the rest of them. And by the way, side note here, these two people running for Senate in Georgia, they have terrible, terrible liberty scores. And I'm not saying don't vote for them. I'm not saying they, they don't need to be installed. And I'm not telling Georgians not to go out and vote. Trust me. I'm just saying that that's how pathetic the modern Republican Party is. And that's why I'm not a Republican. I am a registered Republican, but I am a constitutional conservative. I'm only a registered Republican so I can take part in some primaries. But the Republican Party left me a long time ago. But so did the mainstream media. Actually, I left it. And don't believe the mainstream media. Joe Biden is not certified as the president-elect. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the archives, the Library of Congress. Thank you for watching and listening. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.